Split Tube Media and a Synesthesia Podcast present a special daily October podcast. Help, 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 help. to the king. Week three, day three, no end in sight, <laughs> lost contact with base camp, which is what I call my hippocampus. Jim, are you there? Are you reading me? Are you still there? I, Jason, I was, I've been debating whether or not I should come back for this episode. <laughs> so I was thinking, you know, I've heard that sometimes you don't have to. It is implied that if sometimes they do come back, sometimes... Yeah. Sometimes they must you not. don't. Right? And Presumably I most g- times you just don't. I thought I could take that as an out, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, do you want to just not do this? Yeah. I, According to this movie, though, the alternative is that we have to die. I... I might... I might take that. Yeah. Yeah. How many more days do we have? I... I many? Many? <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. like... We're, we're, Jason, let's just die. We are more than halfway through. We're, okay. we're through the halfway point. It's hard to pinpoint okay. an exact halfway point because there's an odd number of days, but we're we're past it. What is the number of days, Jason? What's so odd about it? Well, it ends with a one. <laughs> it's Scrabbenty Frime. <laughs> what an odd number. <laughs> uh, the eleven glocks of October. Um, we are we're here we're here for you you the listener. Uh, we're, we're here to keep on talking about Stephen King movies and TV shows and t-shirts and, and nipple rings, tattoos, Stephen King. Tattoos of nipple rings? Yeah. Tattoos of t-shirts? <laughs> tattoos on Stephen King. Tattoos yeah. taken off of Stephen King. <laughs> um. Framed, hung on your wall. Stephen, Stephen King's nipples. We, mm-hmm. we cover it all. We cover it all here. We're tattoos a full service podcast. King's nipples. Um, no, this is, this is, this is day 17. This is day 17. We're well into week three. We are technically still alive. Um, it's not two thirds. I mean, I know. Yeah. I know that. But it, by the end of this week, it will be. Uh, By the end of this week, it will be three fourths. Kind of, almost. This week's not ending. This week will eventually end. (laughs) One way or another. This is October. You know, if, if if you live through to see, uh, you know, the sunrise on another Sunday, or if you just have an embolism <laughs> and everything goes dark on Thursday night, the week has still ended for you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Either All way. Right, good. I, I take that as comfort. Yeah, well, well, well we're going to get there, buddy. We're going to get there, buddy. Yeah. Hey, Jim. We're going to make it to the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Jim, what, did you watch a movie today? I honestly can't remember. <laughs> Do you, I, how often do you watch movies these days? These days? I would say I watch 1.2 a day. (laughs) What was the, did you, did you watch a whole movie today? Did you watch one? I did, Jason. Jim, did you look at a movie? I did look at, I looked at it until it ended. It, Jason, it. Did it end like an embolism going dark on a Thursday night? It extended, act, exactly, yes. Yes, Jason. Uh, what movie was it? 
Sometimes, Jason, they come back. That's the full name. Was it good? Uh, what do you mean by good, Jason? <laughs> there are there are some things in this movie, you know? Like there's you like, can't, things are visible. Yeah, you see stuff when you watch it. You I'll tell you what, Jason. You go into this movie and when you uh come out the other side, you are 97 minutes older. <laughs> that's that's a service this film offers you. More um, if you watched it in its television release with commercials. Oh. Wait, was this a TV movie? This was a TV movie, I think. Interesting. I think it was. I didn't I didn't realize that. This uh this is another Dino movie, Jason. It is another and Dino I movie. I'm curious what drove Dino De Laurentiis to think that this would be a movie. Um well I think it was a thing he had the rights to. And it oh, had right. Stephen King's name on it. You're right. I'm definitely overestimating <laughs> Dino De Laurentiis' <laughs> artistic process. Wright's holding is definitely a large portion. Yeah, like, he could make it yeah. and See, didn't okay, have so to spend that, case, that much Jason, money on it. And why would then get paid pay for someone it? to butcher the script? <laughs> this is a movie where you could take the good bits from it and just slice it up and make up a bunch of other nonsense... And have a pretty decent movie. You know? There's the greasers that inexplicably come back as angry ghosts. Uh, two of them are real cool. And their car is real cool. Um, the main character is has interesting facets, right? He's, he's, sort of, he's a guy who maybe grew up in this town and then moved away and had some kind of life where he did terrible things that we never learn about. And then he comes back to be a high school teacher and is just angry and horrible to his students. Yeah. Um, it, it's, that's a, that's interesting. There are, there are glimpses of movies that could be in this film. Yeah. And, and, and scenes that are okay. I did. So the, the movie, I, we have, I guess, technically an audience. Um, I could <laughs> let them know what this movie is. The, the movie, sometimes they came back. It was a TV movie. Um, and it, it's follows a man whose mm-hmm. name I can't even remember now, but he's played by Tim Matheson, uh, yeah. as he moves back to his hometown in mm-hmm. Maine. Uh, <laughs> surprise! What? what? Uh, Maine? He, he's a, he's a high school teacher, accent. and he had some sort of incident in Chicago. They call yeah. it a Chicago-type incident. It's, it's like uh, the noodle incident in Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, it's, it's never only explained. referred to as a thing. <laughs> Uh, but for some reason, the only place he can get a job is in his hometown. Uh, yes. But he hates his hometown because his hometown is where his older brother was inexplicably murdered by 50s-style greasers in a train Wait, tunnel. Was it his older brother or his younger brother? His older brother. He was the younger oh. brother. Oh, wow. <laughs> they showed us that scene 15 times, and I somehow never fully absorbed it. <laughs> no, it was his older brother who was like the smart smart, good, strong one who could do everything and he was the younger screw up brother who like okay. who wanted to tag along with his brother and then they go into the train tunnel and then a bunch of a bunch of greasers with with stuff in their hair and fire <laughs> grease, on the side of their side of their cars uh, <laughs> drive in and they're like try to steal his library fee money and then they stab him. For no reason. And then a train hits them and kills them this all, is... and Tim Matheson is the only one who survives. This is another thing we've seen in a few King movies, Jason, is bullies that are just off the rails 
murderous assholes. All of them have super 50s hair, too, even when they're not yes. in the 50s. Yeah, when they come back in the future, they're still greasers. They're yeah. still 100% greasers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely a, a real strong king type. Is like the, yeah. the sociopathic, sometimes teenager, sometimes just yeah. slightly older than teenager, but still picking on teenagers. Yes. Um, like dude in a in rolled up shirt sleeves or a leather jacket yeah. with a switchblade. Yeah. And Jason, uh, I think it's worth noting, they drive a cool car because King loves cool cars. They do drive a cool car. And that car is cool. So then It is real cool. And, and so one of the things that's great about this movie is that there is a cool ghost car with dead yes. greasers in it driving around yeah. killing people. Because what happens yes. is uh, after Tim Matheson moves back to the his hometown, the, mm-hmm. the ghosts of the guys who killed his brother start showing up one by one. Um, his students start dying. But only when people die. Yeah. A person has to die for one of them to come back. Well, yeah, that rule is put forth later. But at first, it's just like a stu- they kill one of his students, and then one of them shows yeah. up in that student's place in the class. Yeah. And then yeah, they yeah, kill yeah. another one of his students, and another one shows up. And like they're slowly just getting all of them together in his class, and then they're going to... Yeah finish what they started that night because uh, yeah. they blame him for, for them no getting hit by good a train reason. well he does so in the flashback of when they kill yeah. his brother yeah. like sort of by accident but also they're being like raging you know monstrous criminals with a knife yeah, yeah. at a child's chest so how much yeah. of an accident in, in a can train it be tunnel. in a train tunnel yeah uh, it like might technically physically have not been like an act of volition at the moment, but everything sure. leading up to it sure was. Uh, <laughs> they chased a kid into a train tunnel with knives. Um, but then the Tim Matheson little kid steals mm-hmm. their keys and mm-hmm. runs away. So they all get in their mm-hmm. car to drive away from the train, but they can't start mm-hmm. it because he stole the keys and then the train mm-hmm. hits the car and kills them. So they blame yeah. him for their untimely death. But I mean, they, they got in that car. Yeah, yeah, look, I'm not saying they're right. I'm not taking their side. <laughs> I'm just uh, saying, Jason, it feels like you think the ghosts are the protagonists. Well, that might they're be because they're the meant coolest. to be mean. They are the most interesting part of the movie. And, you know, I like Tim Matheson pretty well. Sure. But he's not as cool as those dudes. He's way less cool than those dudes. Except the short guy. That short guy, not cool at all. Yeah, the short guy's kind of funny. Not because he's short. I'm a short man myself. I'm not taking yeah, a swing same. at short guys. Uh, just I got the short one legs. short guy. <laughs> but torso, six feet long. Um, Jim, this is another uh, this is another Sting, Stephen King movie in which I've had to watch uh, a young child die. Yes. And I'm sorry. But Jason, <laughs> the moral of this movie, I don't know if you picked up on it, it's a little subtle, is that sometimes they come back. So this, you know, uh-huh. you don't have to worry about this kid. This one's fine. There's only so much more I can take, Jim. <laughs> And it's going to happen again. This is a runner, And it's going to happen Stephen a Stephen King lot. loves horrible bullies, gangs of boys, psychics, and murdering children. <sighs> and cool cars. Yeah, okay. Um, you brought this on yourself. I did. It's true. This was my idea. You should have yeah. stopped me. I blame you. I, I'm like, no. this, this is why I take the greaser side. You're like the I brought this on yeah. myself. But you stole my keys. You're the one who got in a car on the train tracks <laughs> while the train was rushing at it. Uh, so yeah, so th- this movie has a few moves, and there's some fun bits occasionally, but mostly it drags and it drags. is a TV movie. Yeah. Um, there's a good... When he first shows up in his classroom and is horrible, and then there's a bunch of jocks led by one particular jock 
and they, the chipster, the chipster, uh, and they push him to give them good grades, even though they're not going to bother to take his class. And then the administration backs them up. That seems insane. Um, well, you've they, never lived in a football town. I, that's. I mean, I do now, but I never lived in one as a as a child. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know. That, and that that which is like mildly interesting, but it doesn't really do a ton with it until that one football player hangs out with the greasers and then has that super apologetic scene where he shows up at the teacher's house and he's like, ah, they're real bad guys. I just am a jerk. Yeah. I actually thought that was kind of a real, a nice beat because they set it up with the, that guy chip, the chipster, like the lead jock. Um, he, they set him up as like the the most cartoonishly unlikable douchey, you know, jock, like asshole. I, Side note, when he first stood up in class in that first yes. scene to, like, assert oh, his yes. dominance. In, I know exactly like, what you're talking about. <laughs> talking about, like, you know, making fun of the teacher and, you know, t- taking control of it. Um, yeah. His baseball cap was yes. hanging on his belt or on his pants, mm-hmm. I guess, like yeah. right over his crotch. Yes. Which, first of all, is insane. I've never seen anybody do that. No ever. one has ever worn a That's hat like that. Not a place lives. you keep a baseball cap. But no, I because at, it looks like you're hiding your penis. Well, I at first thought that what he had done as yeah. like an alpha male like gorilla move was mm-hmm. to stuff his hat down into his pants and pull it out his zipper. <laughs> And so he was just standing there with a baseball cap, like, hanging out of his zipper while he was making fun of the teacher. And I thought that was a baller move. And for a moment, I was like, maybe I need to learn from this guy, like, some yeah, life lessons of how to be. Yeah. Uh, but then I realized they were just hanging on his belt, and that makes no sense. I was sure that he was either hiding a boner and was going to stand up and be embarrassed and leave the classroom, or had, in an in an alpha silverback way, pulled his penis out through his zipper <laughs> and was going to lift up the hat and flash the teacher's penis, which, if I'd known it was a TV movie, I would have understood that that was not what was going to happen. Yeah. And it doesn't. It doesn't happen. No, the, neither none of those. He just wears his hat in, a, in an insane place. Yeah. Um, other because side someone, note about Chip. Some <laughs> wardrobe person was like, out of touch with the youth is what happened. Yeah. I'd like to think that that was specifically written in the short story, like it was a Stephen <laughs> King flourish. He was the kind he was of kid really who wore his about baseball cap on his belt. Yeah, because Stephen King saw one dude do that in 1959 and thought he was so cool. Yeah. Um, so the the only other side note about Chip uh, is that I watched this movie on YouTube, uh, mm-hmm. and I had to have the subtitles on for a while because there were loud sounds happening, um, and the YouTube subtitles... Uh, changed Chip's name to Tiff, <laughs> as in Toronto <laughs> International Film Festival. So for a while, it looks like Tim Matheson yeah. is arguing with the Toronto International with, Film Festival. That's uh, pretty which is, delightful. Which is pretty charming. Uh, that's but how no, I, I feel whenever I, I did, submit a film places. <laughs> I did really like the beat where he, you know, he I made a great midnighter. Total ass. My classroom. <laughs> He starts off as this total cartoonish asshole, but then when, like, real demon ghosts show up, and are, yes. he starts to, like, make fun of the teacher, and they're like, yeah, we're gonna kill him. <laughs> He's like, oh, <laughs> shit, no, I'm just, yeah. I'm just a dumb kid 
like pretending yeah. to do this to make myself yes. feel important. And then yeah. he goes to the teacher. He's like, I didn't, I, they're good. They're really dangerous. And I don't know what to do. I was like, it's, that's it's maybe really the most poignant beat in the whole movie. Yeah. That one kid is, is just immediately and irrevocably humbled. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that they could make, make me turn around and feel sympathy for this character who before yeah. that was like the most unlikable possible character. I thought that yeah. was actually sort of impressive. That's yeah. That's a nice beat. And then there's just a bunch of dumb greasers trying to murder um, a 30-year-old guy. Yeah, and, like, sometimes it's fun. Like, they, like, take out a yeah. zombie face to scare people, and they're like, look oh, at yeah. me, I'm a corpse. Yeah, that's true. I forgot. Like, sometimes they're dead people, and sometimes they're greasers. Yeah. Um, yeah and that's nice that they can flip back and forth. There's a, a lot of um, rules to how people can come back or can't come yeah. back that I found completely convoluted and baffling. Well, here's the thing, Jason. It sums it up in the title. It's, it's, it's The title of the movie is... Don't bother to think about the rules. <laughs> the, the title of this movie, sometimes they come back. Shut up about it, okay? The, I, I'm going to bring them back if I need to for the plot, the movie. <laughs> Even as to see where he talks to the old cop, and the cop's like, eh, you know, sometimes they yeah. do this, and uh, sometimes they come back. What are you going to do about yeah. it? <laughs> it really it's, is. And he's saying that directly to you, the audience. Yeah, it's like, don't think about this too hard. Like, yeah. Yeah, sometimes they come back. You know, this is what happens when it does. It's supernatural. Who knows? I don't know. But and, but they start talking about the rules. And, and the one that baffled me the most is when mm-hmm. um, he starts to track down the one greaser that lived. Yes. Because then... So Tim Matheson's looking for this guy named, named Mueller. Um, <laughs> and yes. he's... I get, he's standing in a graveyard, and then the greasers show up, and they're like, "You better hope you find him before we find him, because that's part of the he's part of the whole plan, or he's part of he, this is the whole thing coming down." And you're like, yeah. "Wait, what? How do what? Why do you need him? Like what? And it's yeah. never explained." And it, he never matters in any way, does he? Well, no, he matters, him. but he matters in the exact opposite. So, like, Tim Matheson finds him, and first of all, yeah. the, the old guy, old old greaser Mueller, yeah. is played by the great, great William Sanderson. So mm-hmm. it's a... Um, Character actor hero, William yeah, Sanderson. wonderful, wonderful dude. Uh, and he's, like, perfect at playing the, like, completely uh, spineless, like, terrified blob of a man who's just like i don't know what well, i don't know what you're gonna do i can't do anything to help you why am i coming with you um but then he heroically sacrifices himself in the tunnel yes. to right, be right. to bring back the older brother to fight the greasers right. so like they're trying to find maybe it's like whoever mueller decides to die for <laughs> They get to and bring he's, somebody he's back. Just so spineless as an old man that whoever finds him first is gonna be like make a sacrifice, and he'll be like, "Bro, I guess." Yeah, it, it made no sense whatsoever. But again, like, and I don't care that much except they started talking sure. about the rules, and so I'm like, "Well, right, what right. are the rules?" Yeah, the rules, um, Jason, are that sometimes they come back. But I also like that the greasers themselves uh, are super dum dums. And full on idiots. <laughs> even when they do start talking about the rules or having plans, they very quickly yeah. get distracted just by like yes. wanting to hit the other one in the penis or yeah. <laughs> like make a joke. Yes. There's that one that, scene where the, the older brother's trying to break through into the real world and they stop and they're like, Well, did you feel that? Somebody's trying <laughs> to come through. And one of them goes, It's probably your mother. Ugh! And then they just start hitting each other. <laughs> I would watch a full feature about horrible demons that are all 
idiots who can't get things done because they're distracted. Yeah, it would be great. If if that was the central piece of the movie, I would watch that for two hours. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, like I, again, we're, we're in the... I, I will say, I thought that at this point we'd be in the doldrums of, of just terrible movies, but instead we're mm-hmm. in the doldrums of movies that are fine. They're fine. I, like, I did, you know, if yeah. I was watching this for any other reason and it was just on late at night, I'd be like, oh, it was kind yeah. of fun. But because oh, I'm just mainlining through There's these, nice I'm like, effects. okay, this is fine. There's some nice There's moments, some but bits. I'd like to get to the end of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, if I weren't doing a movie a day, if I weren't doing this with a purpose, this is a movie that I, if I was at a party... I, I don't know what party this is, and somebody had it on VHS, and we were all watching it, <laughs> I would probably be delighted. Yeah, yeah, sure. Although, I will say, like, the the whole... They do this thing where, uh, because it's his students that are dying, and because Tim Matheson has this mysterious past, yeah. uh, everybody, of course, starts to suspect that he's the one who's killing them. And, of mm-hmm. course, one of the gimmicks in the film is that only Tim Matheson and people who are being targeted and attacked by the ghosts can see yeah. the ghosts. They're invisible Sometimes. to everybody else. Sometimes. Like, during the attacks, right. So, like, they're, they're, they're like, invisible when they want to be, but I guess yeah. you can al- he can always see them, and you can always see them if they're trying to There's, kill you. Again, When they first rules. come back, Jason, I... The, it's sort of established that he's the only one who's seeing them, and then they show up in his classroom, and that one... Uh, sort of gothy girl can see them and i was like wait why what is happening and then later they were like oh no everyone can see them when they're in the classroom for some reason yeah but there was a minute there where i thought maybe she was also tied in somehow but no it's i don't know well because also they somehow so somehow they kill i just realized another way the rules don't work because they somebody (laughs) has to die for somebody to come back yeah but they kill that first kid with their car yeah so that the one guy can come back but i guess maybe they're like not all the way back or something. Maybe I don't know killed how. Killed him with the car. Yeah, maybe maybe to come back that means they get to be fully alive, and that's why they're like corpses sometimes. But again, yeah. murky rules never explained. Yeah. No. Um, but the thing they do that that is really clear is they do this like wrong man plot for a little while, where yeah. everybody's suspecting Tim Matheson, and he can't convince anything because nobody can see it but him, and that yeah. shit annoys me to yes. no end. Because it's yeah. such a bore, but yes. it also produces just extreme involuntary anxiety in me as a plot device, <laughs> even while being bored by it. So it's the worst <laughs> of both worlds. I'm sitting there being like, this is dumb and boring, but also I really want somebody to believe him. <laughs> well, you're lucky, Jason, because in this movie, they start that plot and then four minutes later end it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they end it in the funniest way because the you think that it's going to actually like bring it to a close because the yes. police take him down to the station and keep him there yeah. all night during which one of his students disappears. Yes. So then after they release him, then they come and find him later and go, turns yeah. out you were right. One of your students did disappear last night yes. while you were in lockup all night. If you remember anything about it, let me know. And then they walk away. It's like, what do you mean yeah. remember anything about it? You were yeah, literally you know with him he was all in- yeah. <laughs> You've just exonerated him. Why are you still being? Yeah. Oh, yes. uh, yeah. It's a dumb movie. But, you know, it's, it's, it's not bad. Like, the cast is pretty good. The guys playing the yeah. greasers are good. The lead one, yeah. I forget his name, but he was in a bunch of episodes of Babylon 5. So I have fond memories of him. Sure. Um, uh, Tim Matheson is is Tim Matheson. I've always liked Tim Matheson yeah. pretty well. His wife is Brooke Adams, who's the who's pretty good. You know, Invasion yeah. of the Body Snatchers. Uh, yeah, she's other, done other, other better stuff. work. She's, she's been given better, better roles. She's, <laughs> she didn't have a lot to work with here. Yeah. Um. But you know, yeah, it, it is what it is. It is 
what it is. Yeah, I Tim Matheson's one of those guys you always think maybe should have had like a bigger career, but also yeah. I can sort of see why he didn't. Like I always like him, yeah. and yes. I he and he's kind of in that mold of like a like a Harrison Ford kind of guy of like a handsome guy who can also do flustered and angry really well, which yes. is to which me is the That's key strong. of Harrison Ford. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's always this element, and I don't know anything about Tim Matheson's life. I might just be making things up. But there's mm-hmm. this element of of like silver spoonery around him. Like maybe he went to a really good school, and like yeah. maybe he didn't. And I'm being an asshole. But it always feels like Tim Matheson is the Yale version of Harrison Ford, and Harrison <laughs> Ford is the Carpenter version, who's like the towny version. Yes. And that's the one you want to watch more. I absolutely agree. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, that's all I pretty much got on. Sometimes they come back. Uh, yeah. Sometimes they do. Turns out, and then yeah. you know, uh, you gotta and you gotta you kill them again. You gotta kill them again with the same train. Yeah. Um, in the in the original story, in the movie, he gets his his older brother back as a ghost to fight them, mm-hmm. um, which again is never really explained. In the original yeah. story, he has to like summon a demon, and the demon takes the shape <laughs> of his brother to fuck with him, and oh. then. Kills the it's a, again. This is running thing of like we we're doing all of this about Stephen King, but most yeah. of these movies are way worse than the actual Stephen King stories that they're based on. I don't because know if that's is, true. There are, a lot of them are different. I don't know if most of them are way worse. I feel like every time we bring them up, we're like, oh, that's a stronger choice. I feel like there's only that's only happened three times. <laughs> well, huh. Jim, the thing about doing a podcast is that it's all recorded, so we can go back and check. Yeah, someone go back and check. Yeah, someone, somebody else. I don't want to do it. <laughs> someone tell me how right or wrong I am. That works better for me, Jason, is for him to be summoning a demon, because for me, the it feels like the bullies are working on ghost rules, where they have died, and they have a vendetta that they need to achieve. Um and so they've, you know, it's like, in general, when you're in typical ghost lore, it's like you die and you're like, oh, I have a thing I still need to do. And then you're stuck in purgatory until whatever, right. in this, until sometimes you come back and then you do the thing. And you then wanted sometimes to do. you don't and you're just stuck in purgatory, <laughs> I guess. But the little brother, I don't buy that he would have had a reason to get stuck in purgatory in the first place because he's just a kid that dies. Uh, I, I don't, you know, the the other dudes have they well, die with vengeance in their hearts, and that kid is just a kid that dies. But so I, for I, me, it being a demon feels like a much stronger. Uh, I mean, I agree. It, it's a yeah. much stronger choice because then it also like part of the problem with this movie is that Tim Matheson starts off pretty guilty, but then they kind of whitewash yes. him, and he becomes very innocent by the end of it. And yeah. it's much more interesting to me, you know, if made, if there's a lot more guilt to if go he around. summons a demon. Um, I, I feel like the movie is positing that the brother was in purgatory specifically because he was going to have to come help Tim Matheson in the future. It's like a fate thing. It's like time is a flat circle kind of deal. But I don't know what that means. But but he wouldn't have any knowledge of that, Jason. He's just a he's a kid who's hit by a train. Well, he's not making choices. He, the universe is keeping him in purgatory. He can't move on until this thing is done that he's destined to do either that but that's... or the greasers anger because it prevents them from going through it creates this situation where because he's tied to that event until that event is resolved none of them can pass on i think you're reading ghost lore in a much more cosmic way than i am i think because i've always read it as sort of a it's like a very humanistic force of will that it's just your sheer ego 
forces you into this <laughs> in-between space where it's your desire to to finish doing a thing that you feel like you were meant to do uh and so I, for that for that read for just the way and maybe that's a misunderstanding on my end of how <laughs> ghosts work no, but I i've always how, thought that it had to be your own personal drive that put you into ghost territory i think it's how a lot of ghosts work i think it's how ghosts that haunt people work and ghosts that are like like negative to neutral ghosts tend to work that way but sure. there there's also a strong tradition in lore of like you know spirits who have to help the living that they've left behind like they're destined to do something for them and so i feel like it's it's sort of intermixing different ghost lore reasons again it's all murky mythology and murky rules and it doesn't ever add up to like a thing you can figure out it's just so sometimes sure. they come back sometimes they um back. but like when he talks to, when he talks to the old cop sometimes. the cop says i know i uh, i saw so who your brother wayne he needs you to settle it Wayne. there was this this routine burglary routine except that i got shot in the head the doctor said I was clinically dead for over three minutes. And that's when I saw him, Wayne, on the other side. He was waiting, stuck in that mid-rail, that dimension between here and one's final destination. Sometimes, son, they're in our hearts. Sometimes they're in our thoughts. But if they're unhappy enough, if something's left unsettled, Sometimes they come back. So like that was a weird moment because it's like, oh wait, this is all about the brother. Like this is about right. getting the brother into heaven. This yeah. isn't a you know the Tim Matheson story is almost incidental to the fact that his brother's been in purgatory since he was accidental stabbed by a greaser. See now. I think this is, I'm just fully riffing now, but I would love a version of this that's from the brother's perspective, where the brother has to set in motion whatever causes the horrible, the, like, bullies to come back to try to murder his brother so <laughs> that his brother will him bring him back so that he can get to heaven. <laughs> that's that's a beautiful hero arc. Yes, when you first said that, I thought you meant from the brother's perspective as this film portrays it, which would just be just a child dead. sitting in limbo. Yeah. For 20 years, and then coming out in a train tunnel and being confused. <laughs> I mean, I would also watch that movie. <laughs> 70 minutes of a kid alone in a white room. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> I that's I guess that's sort of how I feel <laughs> yep. right now. It just, we're... We're we're embodying Stephen King right now. We're just pitching ideas that are describing what we're going through personally. <laughs> it's true. I'm just hoping that a portal door will open up and take me to a train station where I don't know what's happening. <laughs> that feels like an appropriate escape. It seems that seems like uh, that seems like a better option. Uh, this this has been another another moment in our purgatory, uh, <laughs> and. Sometimes we come back, sometimes being every day. Do you think the audience can hear how sweaty I am? <laughs> I think that it's assumed that we're yeah. both... I just imagine the audience's imagination of us yeah. as Philip Seymour Hoffman and happiness. <laughs> we're just like... We're, we're, we're soft and pale and we're yeah. in rooms by ourselves and yeah. we're not very washed. No. 
Um, do you think people know, Jason, that we, every time we do an episode of this, rent two subsequent rooms in a motel and sit back to back with a wall between us? <laughs> do you think they Do you think they can Well, tell? they do now, Jim. You've let it out. No! Don't come to the Motel 6 on Route 85 <laughs> while we're recording. Uh, all right. I'll talk to you tomorrow, bud. This is this has been an episode. I send these into Split Tooth now, and I'm just waiting for the email to come back and say, you know what? We don't need any more of these. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think you guys did a, you had a really the... good run. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know we said that we were excited for you to do the whole month, but... I think we're good. <laughs> I think I think what we were excited about is the experiment, and I think that it's happened. I think we have the results. Yeah. <laughs> we have the results, and we don't want any more of them. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, no, I, everybody just queue up the next Stephen King movie, and yeah. then just, just talk to yourselves in yeah. our voices. Yeah. Uh, all of you at the same time. Please. And we will draw power from it uh, yeah. at a distance. Mm-hmm. Everything will be fine. Don't worry about it. Don't think about it too hard. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it without thinking. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Do it. Do it now. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Become us. Become us. Become us. Use our voices. Hell to the King is a special presentation of the Synesthesia Podcast. Produced by Iguana Donald Studios and distributed by Split Tooth Media. Music by Loyalty Freak. Hell to the King is recorded before a hive of studious naughty ants. And so he was just standing there with a baseball cap, like hanging out of his zipper while he was <laughs> making fun of the teacher, and I thought that was a baller move.